0: drlisao.com, click the shop link or click the link below. Hey guys, it's Dr. Lisa here. I am so excited to bring to you some of our most favorite episodes. I'm sitting here going through our little vault of episodes of All Prior Podcast, and I am going to bring to you some of our most downloaded episodes, some of our most loved episodes, <laughs> some of our most frequent episodes that I find myself telling my clients and my patients in my practice that they've got to go and listen to because it just helps make healthy living simple. And because the guests are so amazing and gave so much information. So... As you know, I love doing these episodes. I love bringing the best and the brightest people to you. I love being able to answer your questions. I love helping you in your journey to healthy living because, again, this does not have to be difficult, right? This is super simple, and it's just one simple step built upon another, built upon another that leads to lifelong sustainable changes. So if you love this one, if you do me a huge favor, Would you go and give us a review wherever you're listening to, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever podcast platform you're on. I would love your feedback. You know I listen to every single one of your messages. Give us an email. Send us an email. I will answer your questions on future episodes. I am so grateful for every single one of you. Thank you for making this podcast what it is. I so appreciate you and everyone that you share this with. So thank you so much. An ironic media production. Visit us at dot Welcome to the show. On today's episode, I am interviewing Dr. Willie Billy Riel. He is out of Texas. He's a nurse practitioner who is working with patients every single day. He is a huge fan of ketones and ketosis. I met him several years back at a Prove It event. But if you think this whole episode is about that, you're wrong. So (laughs) make sure you take a listen. We're going to deep dive into some of the chronic challenges that people face on a daily basis. Things like obesity, things like diabetes, like cholesterol. And so what I love about this is that Willie thinks like me, right? It's not, hey, let's just give you a medication and cover up your symptoms. It's how can we change this to correct it? So I'm seeing that a lot within the traditional medical world right now where people are thinking differently than what they were trained to think. So Willie talks about that and some of his approaches with diabetes and with his patients. So definitely take a listen. You may have seen him on the Keto Virtual Summit where he talked a lot about being a keto adapted athlete, a fat adapted athlete. He was a CrossFit master athlete several years back now, but ran on ketones. He was definitely in ketosis through doing that, which is a big, you know, people say, oh, you can't do that. You can't build muscle while in ketosis. And he kind of blew that myth out of the water. So Take a listen if you're interested in any of the Prove It exogenous ketone products that he does speak about in here. You can find them at drlisa so drlisa.shopketo.com. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant, best version of you. Are you ready? Let's do this. I've got a great guest here today. I always have a great guest. They wouldn't be on my show without being a great guest, but I've got Dr. Willie Villarreal here. I met Willie at a Prove It event years ago. We actually just interviewed him for the Keto Summit. And so I was like, we're going to bring all this information over to you guys as well because it's a lot of great information. So Dr. V, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me again. Yes. Oh, but, well, it, I haven't been on your show yet. It's It was for the Keto Summit last time.
0: It was the last time, yeah. right? And the last time we talked about, he's a CrossFit Master Athlete, guys. And we were talking keto because so many people think you can't do endurance sports being ketogenic and then he also talked a lot in that summit about just testosterone with men right so mm. it was a great information that way and then when i reconnected with him he has finished he was a nurse practitioner in his doctorate program the last time and he's finished his doctorate now but he did a lot of tons of information on diabetes so that's where i want to bring this here for all of you guys because it's a diagnosis that we're seeing a lot more in the last however many 20 30 years now it's horrible like i sit there and think 2000 was 20 years <laughs> but yeah, we're seeing it a lot more. It's something we don't even call adult onset anymore because so many kids are ending up diabetic, but he ended up taking an approach through his doctorate program that I really want him to talk about. So first off, Willie, let's just talk about what diabetes is. Um, let's talk about insulin resistance. Cause I think a lot of people get confused as to what that is.
1: Like we were talking about, you know, you know, type one, there's type one, type two, right? Type one is your body doesn't make insulin period um, there's, there's a lot of reasons why we think that the, the pancreas doesn't make insulin any, any longer, but basically it's, it's highlighted by, by no insulin. The patient will actually wither, wither away and die and lose muscle mass and, and, you know, not do well, not have a good prognosis long-term without insulin. Um, type two is totally different. Type two is a disease we give ourselves. Uh, type two is completely caused by the diet, um, our high sugar, Ultra refined processed carbohydrate diet that you know that w- that we're all eating now, kind of mindlessly, um, just out of convenience, right, and quick, and, uh, and we've been
0: trained to eat that way through commercials and,
1: and, and told the to way, and 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 marketed products. that way, and 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 told that it's totally normal, uh, not just by commercials and marketing, but by by the U.S. dietary guidelines. Um, so it's still, it's, 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 thank God it's starting to change, but, but sugar and carbohydrates are, are still recommended, um, as, as a base, as a base. So that, that really is where all, all, a lot of this type two diabetes took off. Like we, we talked about, um, you can see if it, you just pull up a graph that shows obesity graph, you know, United States, you can see where it f- was very, very flat. And then in 1970, 1980, it just shot up. And that was right when the low-fat guidelines went in, yeah. um, put in place by Senator McGovern and a few others. But basically, it was the first time ever that the the U.S., actually it's 61, but the U.S. told us what to eat. And it was low-fat. That's when the low-fat guidelines came in.
0: Senator McGovern, what state was he from? Is that
1: um, I do not remember. For some, okay, I remember.
0: so why, it's gotta be some sort of dollar-related, right? He was funding, must have been,
1: uh, well that's that's all that's all been already shown and proven and and so they were actually being heavily paid by the sugar lobby at that time they didn't have to disclose um, any 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 funding um, so a lot of the studies that were used they they basically were funded by the sugar lobby by the sugar industry um, they they used two main front groups but they they funded all the studies that said sugar's not bad and um, fat's the culprit saturated fat's the culprit so starting in the 1950s that's when it started shifting and um you know we could do a whole show on ansel keys and 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 that whole debacle and and but basically saturated fat was demonized and and sh- sugar was kind of you know had, had was not even in the picture so everything in the 80s became low fat so it was snack well cookies and low fat cookies and low fat rice cakes and Um, A lot of people don't realize, a lot of your listeners probably aren't going to realize two things. Um, In 2015, they totally removed the cholesterol guidelines. Nobody said anything, nobody fanfare. There was no, there was no press release or anything. They just took off the press, the the cholesterol requirements. And they no longer, if you go to the website, they no longer recommend low fat diets.
0: Oh, I totally missed that one. Was that the time period where I remember the studies it was all over some of the big magazines and I couldn't even tell you, but they were like, Oh, eggs don't increase cholesterol. And I was like, well, go figure. We were telling you this 20 years ago, but you guys called me a quack. Yeah. So that was probably the same time period, huh? Yep.
1: yep. The same time period. And, and the thing about it is what they, a lot of, a lot of things have come to light. And actually what it was is uh, a lot of the older studies that weren't originally published by Dr. Ansel Keys and his colleagues they actually were reviewed of the son of one of the researchers, found it in a box, found some magnetic tapes in his box, and they actually, the NIH actually reviewed it, redid it, and they found that a lot of his uh, studies were wrong, but they never came to light. So um, he just, instead of just saying, hey, we were wrong, um, they just buried it. Silently removed it, but they're still pushing it. statins. Yeah, still pushing Statins, Yeah, statins, the, medically, you know, uh, medically, the only one I can really recommend, um, I can conceive that needs statins, um, there's a small population, and that's people that have had a previous heart attack, you know, there's, there's very good data on that, for the most part, um, statins, statins were supposed to be, you know, I, I always refer everybody to the work of Dr. David Diamond, um, he has uh, really good videos on uh, the deception and demonization in uh, cholesterol research. And so he has a lot of, he's devoted his whole practice, you know, to, or or research to that. Um, You know, it was based on the Lipitor study where it showed like a 36% decrease in heart disease and actually was, the data was manipulated and it showed a 1% difference. So, um, you know, it's, it's every, there's this big push medically for us to um, put people, especially their diabetics, to put people on statins. Um, Recently, um, I had a patient that came in and they were, um, uh, they they sent us a letter to the office and they said, uh, we counseled your patient on diabetes care. I said, well, number one, not your job as a pharmacist. Uh, and it says, and we want to know why he's not on statin therapy. Well, number one, number two, you don't have his labs. Okay. Oh, on the bottom, it says, it says uh, your patient asked us on their behalf to contact you and ask us to ask you if statin therapy is um, ideal for him. So I know the patient, I called them and mm-hmm. I said, Hey, Lance, I said, uh, did they give you diabetes care? Uh, d- did they do diabetes, uh, any, any kind of therapy with you or, you know, counseling? And he said, absolutely not. He goes, they kept telling me about some statin and why I'm not a statin and how come I haven't refilled it. And I didn't want to. And I said, well, they say here that they asked you for you, that you asked them to call me to ask if you should be on a statin. This is uh, one of the big, big uh chains um and he says absolutely not he says i didn't ask him so it's it's basically a push just by big pharma just to have all of us we get letters at the office all the time why isn't this patient on a statin and it's just if they're over 200 doesn't matter what their triglycerides are doesn't matter what their a1c is here here's a deal back in the 50s dr debakey said cholesterol does not cause heart disease he says cholesterol this is a famous heart surgeon he said, "Cholesterol is an innocent bystander that gets caught up in the inflammation." Well, guess what causes inflammation? Sugar. There has to be damage first, or an inflammatory process first, before the cholesterol and the blood fat, the triglycerides, do damage.
0: Ta-da. Okay,
1: yeah. so you know that, that there has to be that first. Um, so cholesterol on its own, no. But type two diabetes is it's it's becoming. Um, pretty rampant you know the the stats that we talked about earlier it's you know by uh, I believe 2030 it's like over 50 percent of the population. right now one in two Americans is pre-diabetic or diabetic or insulin resistant right Um, by by 2030 the statistics are that over 50 percent of all the US population will be full-blown type 2 diabetic
0: that's a scary number because diabetes is a scary disease I don't think people understand like the detrimental nature of what it can do to the body I, like to have such inflammation, to have such high sugars, it just damages everything within the, in the body.
1: Dreads the vessels, causes heart disease. Primary, the, the majority of type two diabetics die of heart disease. Okay. Wow. Uh, my own dad, why um, another reason that I'm very, very, you know, I, I really, really zone in on type two is because my dad uh, two years ago, just passed away of a massive heart attack from type two. He would blow things off and I would say, what's your sugar? And would say, that's good. Uh, what's your number? That's good. You know, he would blow it off. And, and, you know, but he never stressed the diet, never stressed the, and did one of those where I'll cover it with the insulin, you know, mm-hmm. I'll eat what I need and I'll cover it with the insulin. So, um, but it, it's, it causes heart disease. It causes neuropathies. It, it it'll, it, it'll lead to chronic kidney disease and then dialysis and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So um, it it's, it's, it's a very, 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 bad. even eye
0: stuff. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. Just, yeah, like. um, you'll, yeah, you'll 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 I mean you'll progress to all kinds of comorbidities with fat. So mm-hmm. um it, it it it's just a really, really bad disease. And here's the deal, it's totally preventable by your diet. Absolutely. And reversible. Yeah,
0: because you're eating your way into it. Like flat out, I'm just going to be like brutally honest. It's not something you catch. Like I hear it a lot. I caught the sugars. I caught diabetes. No, you didn't. You Mm -hmm. ate your way into it. Like it's literally suicide by your fork. Mm -hmm. Like if you really want to get to it.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is, is that in the past, you used to tell people that they're diabetic and it was like, oh oh my God, It it was scary. And now you'll tell them and they're like, Okay, it's like not re- not really even a big deal. Yeah, yeah, my mom had it. Okay, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean you can you you need to have it. So um, it's all diet driven, completely diet driven. Um, primarily sodas, breads, grains, cereals, all the things that we're told to eat. Uh, the majority of six to eleven servings of breads, grains, cereals. You know, the ni- the nineteenth 19- part of the pyramid. The pyramid, yeah. <laughs> bottom part of the pyramid. And, and honestly, if you type in right now, ADA diet, it still says whole grains and fruits and things like that. You know, so, um, you know, I get a lot of pushback on fruits. I'm like, yeah, if you're diabetic, no, not right now. Um, I always tell them that fruits aren't unhealthy, but the way we eat fruit today is unhealthy. In other words, we eat it year round. Mm -hmm. So it's sugar load. We eat it out of season. We eat it when we're not supposed to. Um, so yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things, but diabetes is totally preventable and reversible.
0: Absolutely. And then just think of it also, this is what popped into my head as you think of what they feed people at the hospital.
1: Oh yeah. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> terrible because it, it, it follows along with the medical model. So the medical model, it still doesn't emphasize diet and they kind of rely on nutritionists and my, my daughters, you know, going to school for nutrition in, in, in college. Um, but the stuff that they te- they still teach in nutrition school is still based on the U S dietary guidelines. And it's still the food pyramid. It's still, it's still that, um, you know, fats are, you know, limit fats, especially saturated fat, um, you know, l- limit, you know, just a little bit of protein um, and eat, a, eat up the majority of, you know, your diet is carbohydrates. And, yeah, and that
0: all goes back to, we talk about it a lot on the podcast, as Follow the Money, right? Yeah, well,
1: look at the things that are the, the most subsidized only. Mm-hmm. It it would shock people if they knew that only 2% of the subsidies go to fruits and vegetables right. in the U.S. Over 59, 60% of all the all the subsidies go to corn, soy, and grains.
0: Yep. Which is why it's such a base of our pyramid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and you have to push it because we give it to our feedlot beef and 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 our 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 cows and our animals and all that. And and so yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other podcast. You know, yeah. No, and
0: it is. And it's always just I always say follow the money and um there's no money in healthy people.
1: Yeah. There's no money, there's no money in healthy people and there's no money in dead people. The money (laughs) but if they can
0: get you on a med for the rest of your life that you have to refill. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you could, being in the medical model, you could easily go down that route when somebody walks in pre-diabetic, diabetic, diabetic, and just give them a medication, give them insulin for the rest of their life, but you choose something different. So let's talk about that.
1: Well, there's a lot of us, thank God, starting, you know, from Mark Hyman to even Dr. Jason Fung to all, a lot of doctors are kind of waking up and going, wait a minute, how, how can we treat, Type one and type two the same type one you don't make insulin, type two, you make too much insulin so the, it's, the answer is not more insulin, so the answer is not giving them more insulin because the insulin just kind of gives the appearance that they're doing better because it hides that blood sugar in the cell um, so it's never ever made sense to do that, and the patients never ever get better so yeah if you if if, if you know when doctors tell patient. Hey, yeah, it's a chronic progressive disease. It's simply you're going to have to manage. Well, yeah, the way you, if they treat it that way, then yeah, it will be. Um, but the typical model or the typical progression is, you know, they have insulin, you know, they, they, they get more insulin resistant. They need more insulin. They get more insulin resistant. They get, so they just need more and more and more and more where the answer is actually number one, fix the diet, limit the sugars and carbohydrates that they're eating and the, nat- and, and, and fat and let the body do what it's supposed to do and normalize blood sugars that way and start lowering the amount of insulin. Number one, so so with insulin, it is the most potent lipogenic hormone that we have. It's a main signaling hormone that tells us to store fat, period. So here medically, we're telling people, hey, I need you to lose weight, but we're going to put them on insulin that makes them gain weight or makes it harder for them to lose weight. So it, again, there's so many reasons that it doesn't make sense. And then if you talk about sulfonylureas or other things, I mean, look at, look at, look at the commercial, like Jardians, uh, you know, you know, can you imagine how bad I would feel if I put somebody on Jardians and they get Fournier's gangrene and they get a gangrene, you know, in their perineal area. So that's what some of these medications cause, you know, while you know, I want to help them out, the last thing I want to do is give them gangrene from okay. medication, um, metformin, metformin is one of those where it, it's very very safe um, i will admit and i sometimes use that in the beginning with the intention of helping them to get off because sometimes it'll help them lose weight and other things it's not as bad as dropping blood sugar and, and causing hypoglycemia like some of the other meds uh, metformin is actually even being looked at in anti-aging studies for even people with normal um, there's a big uh, study called the TAME study they're looking at it for anti-aging it's still on the fence first for for you know some people that especially if they train for building muscle um so but again you know um the 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 goal is not to put people on medications to to get them off right because ideally with type 2 you you the goal is to get them all off and and now people coming in they don't want to be on medications the majority of people don't want to be on medications
0: i'm seeing that a ton now yeah
1: Yeah. they're they're becoming more informed our job is now to be to, 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 the resources are there. It's to push them into the right resources and say, read this book, look at this podcast, uh, listen to this guy, you know, here's my folder, follow this um, instead of, you know, having them be marketed to at the supermarket or on TV. Right. Right. But, but basically, you know, that's, that's what kind of led to the whole, um, you know, the, 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 the results we were having at the clinic that's what kind of led to all of um that that's what led to my my doctoral study i kind of hinged my whole doctoral thesis on my my whole doctoral research on the ketogenic diet and type 2 diabetes and and actually ketones because it was a pivotal part of um of the whole study because we saw that it it improved the compliance it improved the compliance with the patients Um, we had done ketogenic diet before Um, even myself, but even with the ketones, uh, without the ketones, it was maintenance long-term. It was a little bit harder because um, they, they, they just, the ketones just, like I said, they changed my whole practice. They, they, they really did.
0: Hey, Dr. Lisa here. Guess what I have for you? I've got some new amazing products coming out. I have some great cookbooks and supplements and courses and all sorts of stuff. And because you've been such a loyal listener, I don't want you to miss out on these specials. So make sure you head on over to drlisao.com and opt on in over there. So that way you will be the first to know when we promote some of our specials specifically for podcast listeners. So check it out, drlisao.com. And it's one of those uh-huh. things. Let's, let's explain to them what like no. exogenous ketones are. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a beta hydroxybutyrate. We can go through uh-huh. the three different ketones that the body makes, but yeah. um, I use it in my practice. I use it myself. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that I think a lot of us see it when people are trying to transition into keto, they end mm-hmm. up with the keto flu and they hate it and they don't ever want to do it again. And I yeah. love the ketones for that.
1: It prevents that. And, and here's the deal. I, I like it for two main reasons. Um, athletes. For athletes, we always used to tell them uh, during this fat adaptation phase, hey, when you're doing a ketogenic diet, this first four weeks, you may see a drop in performance, you may see a drop in your endurance, your energy, things like that. When you start with the ketones, there is no drop in performance, there is no transition phase, uh, because they're getting that immediate beta-hydroxybutyrate, so the beta-hydroxybutyrate—that's that's that's a ketone body in, in in ketosis. When your body goes into ketosis and you start burning body fat or you know utilizing fatty acids, um, so so basically it's an evolutionary advantage, right? It, it, it's if 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 I tell you, hey Lisa, don't eat anything for two days, by hour 16, hour 24, your body naturally goes, oh crap, I better do something. I'm gonna die uh, if I don't get some energy, if I don't get some food. So I need to get up. Um, I need to have energy to get up and go hunt or go find food and forage, right? So your body would go to your body fat, break it down, make three ketones, yep. beta hydroxybutyrate. And, and, and it's important to understand it's R-beta-hydroxybutyrate, and R beta uh, hydroxybutyrate, they're different isomers. So RBHB, acetoacetate and acetone. Okay. The main one is, and the one that gives you a lot of the energy is beta hydroxybutyrate and it's the most prevalent. So what you're doing in the diet is basically you're speeding up that process by drinking exogenous ketones and putting them directly into your bloodstream. Um, it's not cheating. It's not artificial. It's not, it's, it's palpable, like, and it, and it's, it's testable. Like you can check it in your bloodstream. So, um, like we talked about it earlier, um, there's actually studies now um, by Dr. Brianna Stubbs and others, and it shows where they conclude that drinking an exogenous ketone drink is a practical, efficacious way to achieve ketosis. So it kind of does away with all the naysayers that say, you can't drink a ketone and get into ketosis. Like, yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah you can. So basically what it does is speeds up the process and it, and it prevents that keto, uh, that keto flu and things like that because the ketone salts also, it's a buffer. So like the salts that you're losing in a ketogenic diet, the reason you get the keto flu a lot is because you spill electrolytes, right? Mm-hmm. Most people already are dehydrated, period. And because here's the deal, the two biggest lies we've been told for the last 50 years are fat is bad and salt is bad. Right. Okay. Uh, we need more fat and we need more salt. Salt never has, never will cause high blood pressure. Okay. Um read a book by by Dr. James De Antonio called The Salt Fix. Mm-hmm. Um there's there's even a bunch of study there's there's a lot of supplements out there now that are high high uh, salt sodium potassium and chloride and we need it. So we need Himalayan pink sea salt, not iodized salt. Yeah, not that's exactly going to
0: explain. Yeah. Salt. Yeah. Pink Himalayan salt, salt.
1: yeah. Pink Himalayan salt, Redmond's real salt, mm-hmm. Celtic sea salt, things like that. Um, so we need more salt. So they there's even a big major study where they did um, a low sodium group, which is what they tell everybody on high blood pressure to take, the two point three gram a day of sodium that is the recommended daily, and then they had a group that had five to seven grams a day. Well, they were all hypertensives. the The low sodium and the two point three grams blood pressures went up. The people that that had the five point seven five to seven grams went down. Wow. And if you're athletic, if you're sweating, if you're in a, you need upwards of seven to nine grams a day. Wow. Um, so yeah, and here's the deal. Yes, there are some sodium sensitive people. So yes, you have to be careful. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's across the board blanket for everybody, right? But the overwhelming majority of people need more salt. So Absolutely. you're already starting from a, from a deficit and then if you go and you start a ketogenic diet and then you start spilling more salt like the number one thing that happens is when you drop your insulin right the body starts getting rid of water this you know by starts you know getting rid of sodium and so you start losing electrolytes um the ketone salts so it's sodium potassium chloride and magnesium salts um they replenish that they kind of buffer that in in the ketone salt drink and in the, in yes. the ketone salts yeah so and then i still do recommend i mean i recommend um electrolyte drinks, you know, uh, you know, to, to put in there, uh, you can even put a quarter to half a teaspoon of Himalayan pink sea salt and water with lemon and just slam it in the morning. Absolutely.
0: I recommend people do that starting out in the morning, right. With some pink, pink salt first thing in the morning. Oh, so oh. then tell them the results that you did and you compared it with your medical director. Is that what it was?
1: Oh, we're still super surprised. So, <laughs> so, so, so funny story is, is that, you know, I, I saw, I got to see the dark side of studies and, and I got to really see, um, you can really make a study, you, you know, depending on who's funding it, um, what the what what the aim is, what the results you want to see, what the you know the people that are mostly doing the studies, like soda, saying that soda isn't bad, they're done by Coca Cola, you know. So you always have to look, like you said, follow the money, right? Um, but one of the things is the, just to start the process, you have to go to this group, you know, for approval that has no clue what say like a ketone is. So I had to ask them for permission to, you know, so we kind of had to, instead of doing that, you know, what we did is we did a retrospective because we'd already done, I had the data already. So, so my, 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 uh, my, uh, DNP chair said, Hey, just do a retrospective, uh, because that way they don't, they can't they can't deny you doing something, a, a, a procedure you've already done yeah. uh, using a supplement you've already used. So she said, just write up the results. And so what we did is at our clinic, we use a ketogenic diet and ketones. Um, if somebody comes in they're, you know, they're, they're diagnosed type two diabetic. Um, we, we say, Hey, I'm going to put you on a three to six month trial of the diet and these supplements. And, uh, before we talk about medications and they're like, Oh yeah, they'll do anything to be off medications or not on, them. Right. um, at my med directors, he's a typical, he's a great guy, great guy, great primary care. Primary, but, but as far as chronic disease, type two diabetes, all that, he does usual care, which is come in your, your A1C dictates what medications you put on, not if, just what medications you get put on. So, um, the results were, hundred percent of ours of our patients on the diet dropped their fasting blood sugars, A1Cs, and we did we did body fat compositions, not not BMIs. I think to me personally, BMIs are worthless. Yeah, um, I agree. I did DEXA scans um, and DEXA scans show your body fat composition, your lean body mass, and even your visceral fat scores. Um, all their body fat composition went down. Eating a high fat diet, okay, That's awesome. but but again, uh, you know, controlling sugar. On his, 60% of his stayed the same or got worse, okay? A lot of his, uh, they, in other words, some of them, their A1Cs went up. Some of them, their body fat went up. So, And these are people, again, on- Medication, insulin, and insulin. on uh, Yeah, on, 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 medica- on all, you know, we, we, we uh, highlighted which ones each one was on. Um, but again, what it proved and what it showed was kind of the premise that, Type 2 diabetes is a disease caused by diet. Mm-hmm. Unless you control the diet, they're not going to get better. Okay, just like you talked about Band-Aid medicine earlier, until you get, come, somebody comes to me with high blood pressure. I put them on a blood pressure med. Okay, cool, but what's causing the blood pressure? Right. If I, if I, if I, don't, if I don't get to the root cause of that, I mean, they're just on blood pressure medications the rest of their life.
0: And then they have a side effect of that that end up on another, you know what I mean? That's why people, I'll see an elderly person that walks in with a list of 20, 30 meds.
1: Polypharmacy. So the average the average person over 50 is on, you know, five to six meds. Yeah, that's craziness. Yeah, So. and and, and it's, it's, you know, we can do way better. We can do mm-hmm. way better with medication. Medication has really um, lost its way as far as a chronic disease. Uh, we're still functioning medically on an acute care model, okay? An acute care model meaning... Um, you have an infection here's the drug you have a name you know here's the drug um but everything now is a chronic disease everything now is an autoimmune disease with multiple causes gut yes um hormones um i mean everything so unless you do everything and and, and again long ago medicine got sequestered into little specialties so it's like oh i only do the brain yeah but like what's going on in the gut is fixing is is messing with the brain absolutely so so you know and in, in hormones. Look at hormones. Um, I specialize in hormones as a piece, as a puzzle, because um, there's a very intimate link, say, like between uh, type two diabetes and testosterone. Believe it or not, there's a lot of studies that verify that. So, a below four fifty. Okay, so it got for men, three to eight hundred. You know, it's big range is normal. Not That's a. a huge range for normal. Yeah. So, if a guy is three hundred one and he's thirty five years old, is like he's congratulations, normal. Mine for an 80 year old. Right. right. But, um, but no. So, so below 450 though, they're at six times greater risk for type two diabetes. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, there's a big, there's a lot of disease cutoffs that we see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's even one, we like to get patients above 900 because of Alzheimer's. So again, even Alzheimer's again, multiple links. Well, what do we call the Alzheimer's now type three diabetes, right? Because the same mechanism of action as type two it's 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 impaired glucose uptake in the brain Yep, it's like in, in basically like glucose resistance in the brain so um it, it it's all that it's all following back to sugar um that's been damaging our hormones so the goal needs to be not like i'm sure you do the same thing is improving health span not lifespan right because who who cares if we're making live to 75 but the last 10 years were spent in decline
0: exactly or stuck right. in a nursing home at 95 and just 95. don't know
1: your name breathing yeah mm-hmm. and so the goal is like to live to 80 90 100 with sharp brain and you know good movement mm-hmm. and, and you know is it that's 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 the goal yeah um so and the way we're going to do that is by by addressing the diseases of aging and the diseases of aging are diabetes uh, um, cardiac diabetes heart disease uh alzheimer's and cancer those are the four diseases of aging so you know if we address aging and we address diet and we address you know we, we can address the diseases of aging so it's diet nutrition exercise activity because we have to maintain muscle mass as we age okay right the other silent epidemic that nobody's talking about is sarcopenia age related sarcopenia or loss of muscle mass yeah um, again, we, are not prioritizing protein as we age 65 year old, or we, we don't take care of hormones, which maintain our muscle mass. Right. Um, you know, so, so there's a lot of things. And then again, even everything's interconnected. So Absolutely. muscle mass, the more muscle mass you have, the, that's our biggest area of glucose disposal. So you, your, your metabolic currency, you know, meta- muscle is your metabolic currency. So you burn blood sugar better, your metabolism is better. I mean, it's just, it, it's all connected
0: it absolutely is you can't affect one thing without affecting the rest of your body Mm -hmm. so i am so grateful to have practitioners like you within the medical system
1: (laughs) we're trying like (laughs) few and far between and then sometimes you're even challenged like you know you you, they they, my pcp said that this i'm like uh, oh
0: mr welcome like i've been dealing with that for 20 i mean how about this i remember in uh, 2005 when i opened up my practice and i was teaching patients to eat coconut oil and mm-hmm. I got reprimanded by the MD across the parking lot telling me that I was gonna kill everybody by mm-hmm. teaching them <laughs> huh? to eat coconut oil. And then the second thing was we always would do supplement and we still do supplementation with iodine. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause there's so much research out there on that. So and again, she was like, you have no idea what you're doing. And I'm like, you know what lady? <laughs> I'm like, I learned nutrition in school. I didn't learn drugs. So let me do my nutrition stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So welcome yeah. to what? Yeah, we've been fighting as chiropractors for many, many years. It's the most
1: <laughs> potent drug you can put in your body every day, and it's food. And mm-hmm. and, and and medicine has totally forgotten it. it. Well, because it's not taught. It's not taught.
0: It goes back to money, though. You think of that. You think of how med schools were created with the Rockefeller's oh, yeah. and yeah. all that. Yeah.
1: And and without going too conspiracy, like they, they they big pharma has their hands in big 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 pharma big food. Mm-hmm. Big ag. So the, the biggest lobbyist in, in Washington is not big oil. It's not big pharma. It's actually big food, big ag. Mm-hmm. They control everything, everything. They have the most, most lobbyists per capita in Washington. And, um, if you look at it, you know, really, really good book. And one of the persons that's really fighting this is Dr. Mark Hyman of yeah. uh, food policy has to change, um, because it's at the core of overall health, wellness, um, even social and just believe it or not. I mean, they're, they're, we go on and on. There's so many things. Um, it, there's, there's so many reasons that, and, and it all still tracks back to diet. But again, unless we address type two diabetes itself specifically, but, but again, you know, do we attack obesity? Do we attack type two diabetes? They're both, they're both back to food. So they've even coined that diabetes, you know, <laughs> diabetes term um they're both intertwined um you know we were talking about we're now living in this COVID era right and and you know there's a big disconnect because they're saying okay well you're three times more likely to die of COVID if you're overweight and obese i'm like okay well 70 percent of the population is overweight and obese
0: and that's what they were oh. trying to figure out why our numbers were so high in the united states in comparison and it was like let's just take a look at that like let's see like how sick our nation is to begin with mm-hmm we were really like yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah you were primed we were primed for something like the the covid like some like a flu mm-hmm. basically uh, a little bit more serious than the flu but uh, the the flu to 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 really do us damage because you know they say well you're more at risk if you have a comorbidity well 6 out of 10 americans have oh, a comorbidity mm-hmm. so uh, more of us have it than don't Mm-hmm. you know so yeah more if there's that more at risk than or not so again even with covid take care of your immunity like stop being afraid uh, you know more so than wearing masks like like watch That's, what you eat yeah. watch what you drink get out in the sun support your immune system well, support your immune system yep. you know get good micronutrients vitamin d vitamin c zinc of in, i mean there's a list there's a whole oh, list absolutely we are so, very
0: like-minded on this right
1: now <laughs> well but that's what I mean you know we're is, looking yeah. at all the wrong places and we're looking for you know putting our hope in vaccines and all these other things and it's like no no like like sound nutrition and all yeah that.
0: health comes from within mm-hmm. like we create our own reality with our health so it's yeah. absolutely it
1: uh, diabetes is on an unsustainable path mm-hmm. and and um, if we do not and, and it's again if we do not change the diet it's it's not and and to me personally, the ketogenic diet itself is the single best treatment plan for type two diabetes, period. End of story. It, it just okay. is Now, now the nuances of it are a little bit different for everybody. Now, now we'll say genetically doing genetic testing. Yeah. You may have to switch it up with a little bit with, with some people. So um, some people may need a little bit more monounsaturated. Like if they have an APO three, four gene, they may need, they may not do that well with a lot of saturated fat and do better with mono, like a lot of olive oil, a lot of, I tell people to do that anyway. Yeah. I tell people, you want to live a long time, eat a lot of olive oil and a lot of nuts. That's, yeah. that's proven in studies. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but again, everybody, especially if they're insulin resistant or type two diabetic needs to be on some spectrum of the, t- of the ketogenic diet. Absolutely. Period. And then, and, and
0: that, this is what's so beautiful is that they can actually do and check their numbers every single day and see where they're at and see how their body's responding to the foods they that have, they ate the day before, right?
1: Like They don't have to do labs. They don't have to do yeah. labs all the time. Now, you can do labs every six months, every three months um, for A1Cs and things like that that you need to do at a lab, but <clears throat> just checking your fasting blood sugars mm-hmm. every day. Um, checking your ketones to see if you're in ketosis. Like actually, you know, the people that say that ketogenic diet didn't work for them, never check their ketones. Right. It's I <laughs> of the like they never, ever check their ketones or they check their urine. And that, like we've talked about that, that's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do recommend usually that keto mojo. Yeah, Uh, to all the patients, I have them go online, and and it's it's cheap, easy. I really, really, I I would give anything to uh, be able to have the uh, Libre, the 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 CGM, the continuous glucose monitor. Oh yeah. Um, and that way they could check it all real time. And and we did this a couple of years ago at PaleoFX, and we had one put on us. And and I've contacted Abbott, and I've tried to get a rep, and they haven't contacted me. But I really, really want to get. One because you can put it on and you can wear it for two weeks and it gives real time data of where they're at. But you know, it's very, very hard right now unless they have a write a prescription and it's still expensive and they have to either go get a, an Abbott uh, Libra or a Dexcom G6 okay. and have to wear it. Um, but that would be ideal because then you could see real time, keep a journal for two weeks and say, okay, um, look what this banana did to you that you think is so healthy. Exactly. Uh, and we work with this because like peanut butter, banana, all these things have become like, um, you know, the, the darlings of health food and it's, and they're it's not. not, and they're not. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things that we need to change and it's literally in diet and nutrition. Mm-hmm.
0: So the basis of what we are, the food that we eat becomes ourselves. All mm-hmm. right, Dr. B, where can they find more information about you?
1: Our website is uh for the clinic and we're on uh, core sports health on Facebook and on Instagram. Awesome. All right.
0: Thank you so much for all of your time today. Oh, you're welcome.